who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to a very special thanksgiving eve edition of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is Eric Sanchez. Sanchez. Eric was just talking about his Vince McMahon. This this Survivor Series impression, talking about the egg. But I got got it from the rock. All right. (laughs) I'm like, what is he saying? This is so bad. (laughs) Well, this show is not going to be bad. This show is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Because this is a special edition show of Survivor Series memories of me and you. A few listener submissions, a couple audio submissions, a couple things. It'll be a lot of fun, so hopefully this will get you through your Thanksgiving Eve tradition. We'll talk about that. And it'll also maybe get you through, if you want to avoid your family, you can pop in an earpod and, and listen to us and, and, and reminisce about times when it was better in life in general. But I'm looking yeah. forward to Thanksgiving. should be fun. If this is your first time checking us out and want to share with a friend, we'd appreciate that. You can find all of our past shows for free in your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you want to support the show, you can head to whatamaneuver.net, pick up a t-shirt, or you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, and we're on Instagram as well, PPW underscore podcast. All right. Because nice. we've got a few submissions... We've got to get right into it here. We got to. We got to get right into it. Before we do that, let's talk uh, a couple. I'm sure you had notes. So I've got Survivor Series memories. You got Survivor Series memories. I think what we should first start off with, sure, is the original Survivor Series logo. Yeah, that's that's the the one I like. The arch one. Yeah. I, I talked about this with one of our guests. Do you think of all the classic logos, Rumble, SummerSlam? Survivor Series, WrestleMania, is that is Survivor Series the best? I'd say so because it's it's just iconic. The, the Royal Rumble, but the other ones are too. too. The and Rumble so is the is, WrestleMania. Yeah, it just depends on when you started watching wrestling. So I guess if you start in the 2000s, you're like, oh, those look dumb. But most people are dumb. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, this is what we grew up, and this is what right. started everything. So it's like, yeah, this is cool. I don't know. To me, the that logo is just so sweet. It, it, it debuted in 89. Mm-hmm. The first two were kind of like, almost like cinder block, brick, brick type logos for uh-huh. 87 and 88. But man, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm guessing it's something to do with me going to the video store and that just popping, you know, yeah. off off the cassette tape. These those yellow VHS from eighty eight. Yeah, it was, it was good branding too. So it's like, okay, that's what it looks like, and that's kind of what my eye is going to be looking for. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I just think, to me, it really grabs your attention, and mm-hmm. I think it's the best of the classic logos. I, that might be a hot take, but I, that, to me, that's the best. It's, it's the best one. Yeah, and, you know, there's times I go back, well, recently I've done some 
uh, 11 by 17 printing. And I'm like, what kind of background do I want? Because I'll do like photo figures. And it's not like they're wrestling or anything like mm-hmm. um, a lot of fig photography people do. You know, I just kind of stand them up and but I just want a backdrop behind them. So I, I made a, a Survivor Series one, and it is the arched one because I thought that was the coolest looking one. For sure. I think, like back to what I was saying with mm-hmm. seeing in the video store, I think the reason, at least for me, that I love Survivor Series so much, at least the original ones, and even some of the later ones, we'll talk about some of those too, was because they were big renters for me. If I wasn't going to rent like a Super Tape or a Bash to the USA or, or a compilation tape, yeah, Survivor Series was always a safe bet for me because you, there was so many superstars on it. And it was such a novelty at the time to see those guys all together. But I must have rented 89 and 90 like 100 times. Yeah, I, I, just, I, yeah, I did too. It's like it wore it out. What was what was was that a big one? Which one would you think was yours? Eighty nine or both of those? Which one was your big? My first one was ninety, and I really liked it. And mm-hmm. you know, then you're like, oh, you know, I go to the video store to see if they have uh, wrestling tapes. Because ninety, right after the WrestleMania Hogan Warriors, when I started watching wrestling, I didn't watch WrestleMania six live. Um, but people at school and friends and whatnot were talking about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I do watch it. I just, you know, don't, I'm not really into it, into it to where I watch the show every week. And, you know, I follow the paper. Like, I didn't know much about it. I just knew what was on Saturday mornings and the Hulk Hogan cartoon. And, you know, that was just mm-hmm. like, that was like a fair weather. Oh, okay, this is on. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. But I really started getting into it around Survivor Series. And, and this is the first one. I, I talked about 91 being the first one, but... I get it confused because my first year was like, my first Rumble was 91, but this pay-per-view of Survivor Series 1990 was the first pay-per-view I ordered Yeah, um, when Undertaker comes out as the mystery guy. But 90 was so cool to me because there's so many different wrestlers, like you said, and just the team names and, the, and they're working together as a team. You got good guys on the same team, bad guys against the same team. And there was inter-rivalries between the, between the matchups. And, you know, that's what made it cool to me. So I'm like, all right, well, let me go see if there's any other tapes. And I'm like, oh, there was another Survivor Series. It's like 88, 89, and 89 had the team names too. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I know these guys because they're similar to the 90. So I rented that one a lot. Just I, I don't know. I just like the team names and the good guys with the good guys and – the, um, man, <laughs> all the all the earlier ones are so good. And looking at it back at it, I could see why even WWE changed how they approach it because mm. it's hard to sell a show without like your champion wrestling on it or a title match or something. But I didn't care at all I didn't to me watching those things. I was like, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm in, and there, we've got a Hulk Hogan on a team, and we'll talk about our favorite teams in a little bit. But yeah, Hulk Hogan with teaming with Jake the Snake Roberts on a team? Like, are you kidding me? Right. And the old, the Bret, Bret Hart with uh, taking on The Undertaker mm-hmm. with The Undertaker's debut? It, right. It's crazy stuff like that, that that went on. And I just, I think popping those tapes, it was kind of like, uh, okay, I'm settled in. I know what I'm going to watch. And you look back at some of those four-on-four matches, and the, some of them are pretty brutal because they're long and they're boring. But, but as a that's kid, the coolness superhero. part of it because you're yeah. like, oh, okay, Randy Savage is going against Bret Hart in you know 1989. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Or like Hercules and going against Dino Bravo. <laughs> Even though you don't like him, it's just like, oh, I never thought of, of that matchup, but that's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's something that I don't know. I, I don't think it's possible to get back just because of the amount of of exposure we have now to mm-hmm. all the superstars and the wrestlers, which is fine. Yeah. But I, 
I keep thinking, and we, we talked about this last week a little bit, a couple weeks ago, about how AEW should kind of steal some of that nostalgia feeling of doing a Thanksgiving Eve pay-per-view special and doing teams or doing something. And it might be yeah, ripping they got, it off. They got so many teams in there. Like, I think everybody's yeah. on a team. Yeah, and it might be a ripoff. Or even do, like, it, like a like they have these TNT or TBS specials they're going to have. Mm-hmm. Do something like that, but do yeah. it on Thanksgiving Eve. Right. They are doing an AEW Dynamite tomorrow on Thanksgiving Eve. That's so good. that's pretty cool, and I'll be watching that. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to make that a thing. My buddy's going to come over. I'm going to treat it like a pay-per-view. I'm going to get okay. pizza, have some <laughs> snacks. Maybe get some Pepsi or something, or yeah. RC Cola, like we would get back in the day, or fifty. RC you're Cola. 50, you're 50, at fifty fifty. It was like slice and no, it was seven like, it up was, or something. It was a brand of soda that they sold at Cub Foods or no, but Aldi. the taste of it was like it tastes it's grapefruit like, soda. It tastes okay. like grapefruit. I remember my cit- grandma. Loved I remember it. it was citrusy. Yeah, it was. My grandma loved it. It would like burn your roof of your mouth. It was so citrusy. But man, I love that stuff. I had. Yeah. It. I don't even know if they make it anymore. But if I had some now, who baby? But I might get an RC Cola. Where does like, one get an RC get Cola? Some pizzerias. Um, you can go to any, like a like a Burkotts or okay. okay. Or I'm, I'm sure you know big chain uh, grocery stores still carry it. I guess I'm not looking for. It. I don't buy soda or pop that much anyway anymore. So I'll I'll, I'll take a look. All right, let's talk. Let's do our first submission. I'll okay. read that now. And this is from Joel Grimall. You can follow him at FFP83. Here is his Survivor Series kind of memory tradition. <clears throat> the first wrestling show I ever saw was the second annual Survivor Series, which of course was 88. My friends in school told me about wrestling and I liked the sound of it. So I went to Woolsworth to buy a WWF video. I chose Survivor Series because it had the most wrestlers on it. There we go. You see it. You're like, okay, I'm in. So I felt like I was getting more more hair for money compared to other pay-per-views. I don't think there was a rumble there. The very first match I watched was the five tag team versus five tag team match, the Rockers, Bulldogs, Demolition, and Brainbusters, etc., the 10 on 10. The ring was full to the brim with wrestlers. The standard of wrestling and storytelling was phenomenal, and I was hooked. To this day, that match is in my top 10 matches of all time, and I highly recommend it to any, everyone. Do you remember that, the tag teams where it was I do. two teams and, of five? It was just that you couldn't even see because there were so many people in the ring. But that's what was see. cool because you actually got like a better camera angle like up over like the top of the ring and over shoulders of stuff. I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. You got all of these wrestlers like taking up both sides of the corners, and they're almost like surrounding the, the, the apron, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I thought that was fun. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of beef in there. It uh, is. Big, meaty, <laughs> beefy <laughs> a lot of there. man meat. <laughs> Eddie, what do you got? What's, what's a couple of notes you had? Let's share with something you had for Survivor Series. Well, what lured me into the, the 1991 was the promos or the, I guess, the buildup for what's in the egg. Like, it would kind of crack a little bit. Like, each week it was, it was starting to go, and they're like, oh, it looks like it's going to crack on Thanksgiving Eve and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. I'm like, it was on Thanksgiving back then in 1990. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, I want to see what's in this damn egg. <laughs> you were and, in. And it wasn't much of a debate of who's in it or what's in it, you know, because there wasn't internet and magazine. I'm sure there's magazines, but me and my friends weren't so into it to where we were obsessed with wrestling yet. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, what do you think's in it or who's in it? You know, we didn't know what it was. So that that is part of it, and then the the team names and um, I, I don't know, just everything about that 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 year was just I don't know, it was magical because it was my first year. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get my first pay per view, and 
Oh man, just think thinking of like the alliance and the mercenaries. I, even though it looks stupid now, I'm thinking, okay, Butch, Luke, Volkov, and, and yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, and those guys. Like because it was kind of like coming out of the GI Joe stuff, U.S. against Russia, and all this different kind of things. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I remember the 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 thing with. Um, the Martell, the Martell, uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Martell. What are you, Bret Hart? You know, the Bret Hart, the, the Rick Martell. Jake the Snake. With his and, eyes. And the blinding. And I'm like, okay, so we got the Visionaries going against the Vipers. And it's, everything was cool because you got the Honky Tonk Man and uh, Texas Tornado, Ultimate Warrior. And I think one of my favorite teams from that was the Warriors because you had, I learned, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool because I know this, but. LOD was the Road Warrior, so yeah, Animal Hawk, Texas Tornado mm-hmm. was the modern day warrior, um, and Ultimate Warrior. So I'm like, that's a really cool name, and they're all warriors against the perfect team. And yeah, it's just all those team names, man, and that egg <laughs> is what Lord V in nineteen ninety. I don't know if I was eleven or twelve, but I, I like how since Undertaker has gone on his like interview tour after his Last Dance documentary, yeah, he's told the story a million times, thinking I'm going to be Eggman, Eggman, Vince is going to make me Eggman, I'm yeah. going to be coming out of an egg, Eggman. Like, shut up, Undertaker, you're not going to be Eggman. Quit telling that story. He thought he was. I, I he thought he was. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I I don't remember. I I watched Survivor Series '90 post it happening, mm-hmm. and. I never skipped over the gobbledygooker part as a kid. I'll tell you that much. No, I didn't either. I always liked how Gene Okerlund's like, you got a pair of legs like, like my mother-in-law, pal. <laughs> and then they're doing the do do and just dancing their ass off. I'm like, this is, this is good old fam- family uh, <laughs> entertainment here. And then Piper is trying to sell. He's like, the kids love him. Like, uh-huh. The kids just show some kid in the crowd with no reaction. Uh, That's my favorite kind of wrestle crap stuff. I love it. Yeah. Well, maybe the teen uh, kids loved it. Maybe. Let's tweens. go now to an audio submission. This is our friend, Tony Barker. You can follow him at TonyWingDog72. I'm going to play his audio clip here, and then we're going to talk about it because we can talk also about the Deadly Games tournament and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And he has a fun memory of Survivor Series in general to start, but then he stick around because he gets into something that, as I was listening, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you did this. So here is Tony with his awesome story. Hello, PPW fans, and special hello, Steve and Eric. This is Tony Barker. Um, You can find me on Twitter at TonyWingDog72. I wanted to um, share my memories of Survivor Series over the years. Uh, This show always held a special place in my heart. Uh, Being, you know, I grew up in the era where this was one of the big four pay-per-views every year. So Survivor Series, even though it's been kind of diminished over the last few years, always is still Survivor Series to me, just because I have that nostalgia, that, you know, that grip that this was really something special to me. I have a couple of uh, short memories and then my main memory that I like to share with you, if uh, you can indulge me. Um, In 19, you know, the 1989 show was one of my Whole, I would call it the holy trinity of blockbuster tapes that I would always rent over and over and over again. Surprised, you know, I rented this tape so many times, I'm surprised they didn't just be like, here, just take it. But um, between Survivor Series 89, WrestleMania 5, and the Royal Rumble 1990, I rented these so many times and wore them out where these are still some of my favorite shows of all time. I started watching 
uh, religiously around WrestleMania six. So it was so much fun for me to catch up on everything that preceded it and really, you know, brought, uh, brought what I was watching to the forefront. So I always love survivor series 89 and it actually is still my comfort food survivor series. If I ever need one to watch on the peacock or anything like that. Um, the 1990 survivor series was the first one I ever saw live on pay-per-view. Um, you know, this was the last show that was actually on Thanksgiving night. So that was a lot of fun. And I remember eating dinner, we had a table out in the living room and we would watch the show. And the one thing on the card that I was at the time, a little disappointed, I swore, I was like, so hoping that Jesse, the body Ventura would be the, uh, mystery, uh, the mystery man for the million dollar team. But, uh, alas, it turned out to be my favorite wrestler of all time, the undertaker. So I guess it uh, worked out pretty well, and it was pretty awing to see just this huge monster run through the whole dream team and really establish himself as, okay, that's going to be somebody, you know. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Also, uh, I want to shout out um, 2019 uh, Survivor Series. Um, my buddy and I, Jordan, went da- went to Chicago for both uh NXT war games the night before and the survivor series show. And it was the first time I'd been in the Allstate arena slash Rosemont horizon, uh, a building that had so much history in it. And one of the greatest wrestling, you know, meccas of all time to me, you know, especially being a Midwest guy myself. Um, That was a lot of fun. And that to me was really the, one of the last times where survivor series kind of, meant something when we had, um, you know, NXT come into the fold and a lot of great moments with Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley and all that good stuff. But I, my main memory, the ones I wanted to talk about came from the 1998 show, the infamous deadly game tournament. Um, some of my favorite memories of this show actually came before the show. Um, because it was so much fun. Uh, this was freshman year in high school for me. Uh, 1998 and a lot of my friends who had not been wrestling fans as long as I have uh, started getting into it and they were really you know as excited as I was finally about the about Austin about the rock and all these guys coming up and it was fun to actually have more friends talk about talk about wrestling and it wasn't, um, it wasn't, you know, we didn't have to talk about Doink and Duke Drosy and Bob Holly and all this other, and all this other stuff as far as, uh, you know, main, uh, main storylines. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, but with the deadly game, obviously came with the tournament and this was March madness for wrestling. I mean, I remember so many of my friends having brackets and putting money on the show and, coming to me for advice. Hey, who do you think the the mystery guy is going to be to fight mankind in round one? And uh, who do you think is going to win? You know, what, what, what would your tournament look like? So that was a lot of fun for me just to live that and kind of be an, an advisor. I didn't, I didn't put any money on it or anything like that, but I was, uh, you know, I had who I thought was going to win and, you know, people would come to me for advice. So I would, be like, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. And that was a lot of fun. So the night of the show, I had a little table and I was watching the show. My buddy Jake came over to the house and I had my phone. I had a couple of people's brackets who wanted me to 
basically call them with results. And I was running a bootleg 1-900-909-9900 phone line for Survivor Series results. I'm sure uh, Mean Gene would be very disappointed in me and how I handled things, but I would call, you know, after after a round, I would call with results and let people know what, what had happened, who may or may not have been watching the show. And um, I, you know, I could tell, you know, there were certain people who were very, very disappointed with the results. And obviously the big one was, you know, the mystery person. A lot of people thought it was going to be Shawn Michaels coming back and everybody was really excited. Oh, Shawn's going to come back and, you know, he's going to possibly challenge for the title. And it's about time. We haven't seen him in so long since WrestleMania 14. I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be China. I thought it was time and I was really excited. I'm like, okay, you know, this is, it's going to be China. China's going to do some work in this tournament. And Lo and behold, we get Dwayne Gill, and uh, that didn't make too many people happy. I mean, it made sense as far as the layout of the tournament, but at the time, you know, we we were all overthinking who who was going to be the uh, the mystery opponent for mankind. And then when I would call people uh, after the Austin Mankind match, and Austin didn't win, and Austin wasn't going to be the champion that night, you could audibly hear the color drain off people's faces and you could almost you get you know one one guy in particular i would call and just let out an audible and just was crushed that austin didn't get it done um but that was a lot of fun for me as far as kind of um you know being the you know being the custodian of information for people and you know, calling him up and saying, hey, hey, this this just happened. You, you know, you were not going to believe this. Mankind actually won. Things of that nature. So it was a lot of fun uh, to go back and uh, kind of reminisce on that time. Um, so those are my big Survivor Series memories. I'm sure I got more, but, you know, this, uh, you know, this is only, you know, hour, hour and a half podcast, but. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, giving me the time and talking about one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving, uh, great holidays, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. So thank you, Tony, for that. Who starts their own <laughs> wrestling hotline is what I want to know. The wing dog, baby. <laughs> <laughs> where you listen to it like that's amazing he's, yeah. he's calling out res- call, giving people results <laughs> he can hear the disappointment in their ear and they can hear their disappointment yeah. when he's like no it was Dwayne Gill as this the mystery guy and Austin lost and he's the modern day Gino and, and he organized it <laughs> it was so well organized he had people calling him that's <laughs> <laughs> just amazing it's my it favorite is. it's uh, stories like that or why I keep doing this show because every once in a while one will come up and will make people share it. Yeah. And it's stuff they haven't even thought about in a while or who, where else are you going to share that story? You're not going to be sharing that on the Conrad Thompson podcast. No, no. No way. Unless Conrad did it as a kid. <laughs> Maybe. He's got his own hotline on the PPW podcast. But yeah, so thank you, Tony, for sharing that story. I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. The 98 Deadly Games Tournament Mm-hmm. was a big deal and I could see the need for a hotline and needing to know results of what was going on. Now was his hotline his phone number? 
I don't know. We'll have to. He'll have to clarify for us. Okay, because it wasn't one nine hundred ninety nine hundred. I don't think nine hundred nine ninety nine hundred. It wasn't that. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I do don't you think so? <laughs> do you remember this Deadly Games tournament? I think the biggest thing I remember is like it's a deadly game. They kept playing that theme song uh, over really. and over again. Not really. Also, I remember the WWF magazine for that month came with a temporary tattoo of the logo, which okay. I would definitely put that shit on my arm or wherever. I just uh, remember this period of of the mat the. All the teams like AEW has now, just all the teams they had there. It was like Truth Commission, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, the the Biker Gang. What, what were they called? The DOA. Yeah, D- the Disciple. Yeah, it's DOA, Nation of Domination. I don't know if DX was around yet, but Heart Foundation. Like all everybody, were. everybody was around. everybody was in a team. Well, ninety eight was this is the tournament for the new WWF champion because the title was vacant after mm-hmm. Austin got lost. And there was a double pin, and then Austin refused to do the pin. Lots of stuff. And this basically was a giant ruse. The whole tournament was a big ruse to screw over Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, poor Stone Cold. <laughs> Where Shane turns on him, gives him the double bird when he mm-hmm. when Vince demoted him to a lowly referee. And this is also the surprising heel turn of The Rock, who the crowd was really starting to get behind. The Rock wins the championship and, of course, takes off. And this leads to the first WrestleMania match between Rock and Austin. But... Mm-hmm. This looking back, a lot of these matches aren't great. Just much like the WrestleMania Four title tournament, not great matches. But it's very, very cool when stuff like this comes up, and it was cool to watch at the time. I definitely remember my friends and I almost all assuming Austin was going to win. Yeah. But there was like, oh, maybe The Rock will win. But as a good guy, nobody, at least an eighth grade me, didn't see it coming. <laughs> didn't okay. see the turn coming. I don't yeah. know if you did or not. No. If you remember it. All right, let's talk team names. We mentioned a little bit. I think my favorite team name ever is the Visionaries, the 1990 Rick Martel team, the Visionaries. Hulkamaniacs is cool, Warriors is cool, Vipers is cool, the perfect team, all that. But the Visionaries with the model Martel, I love it. That's just one of my favorite. I'm trying to look who was on that team here real quick. As you think of some, maybe some of your favorites. The two, the, dollar the, team? the two that stand out to me is, oh, no, go ahead. No, it was Hercules, Paul Roma, Rick Martell, and the Warlord. Okay. I mean, that's a visionary team for you. That's 1990, right? Yeah. Yes. They took on the Vipers. Yeah. So from that year, um, oh, no, I think the year before, yeah, it was the Rude's Brood. I thought that was like a good rhyme. Yeah. And it's like the Rude's Brood yeah. against the Rowdies Rowdies. I'm like, that's that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want a team. I want to be on Rowdies Rowdies. Rowdies. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors was cool. Um, ninety. It was. Do they have team names in ninety one? I don't, I don't think so. I'm looking it up now. I don't believe so. Because I remember in like ninety five or ninety four, they had um. What was that team name? It was the the Union or the mm-hmm. <laughs> who? What what was the team? It was Diesel, Shawn Michaels, the Teamsters. Teamsters. I, the I said union. the Union. Well, it's, it's it's along those lines. Teamsters yeah. are, are part of a union. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> the Teamsters. Because <laughs> there was a guy on there that I'm like, he's not a Teamster. You're all pro-union. You're like, just screw these guys. Well, only because my dad was a Teamster. So oh. he, he always talked about the Teamsters and he was he was part of the trucking Teamsters and all that kind of stuff. So I knew about what Teamsters were. And then I see these guys. I'm like, they're not Teamsters. <laughs> they insulted your family. You <laughs> no, they, they insulted my, my lack of knowledge of what a Teamster is. Only because <laughs> it was so narrow-minded on my dad's job. <laughs> I'm like, they don't look like truckers to me. <laughs> 
what, what other stuff did you get? What other notes did you have? I remember you, you did post the clip about the 2006 Survivor Series. Yeah, that's kind of like, uh, that was peak. Like, So I was out of it after the whole Alliance thing. And that was another Survivor Series I really wanted to like. Uh, but then I went back and looked at it. I'm like, it's pretty bad. Like The 2001? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, like, well, why why didn't they just have, I mean, even at that time, I'm like, why don't they just have real, like, WCW guys and real ECW guys or even, like, new people that came from them to join WWF, you know, have them be on the Alliance side. But it was, like, all mixed match and Austin's on the Alliance and whatever that stuff. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, man, those guys, WCW and ECW guys were inferior most of them were just inferior talents. Like they would botch, they would move. They, it just they weren't good, mm-hmm. and so I could see why they put a lot of WWF guys on the alliance and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just wish that year was better because that would have been a dream. But then at the same time, Hogan, Nash, Sandman, Sabu, like all those guys, top guys weren't even available. So that just kind of right. sucked. Well, let's talk about then year '06. Thing. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're just getting back into it like what, what was going on yeah so after the alliance kind of died off i just kind of just stopped watching it and i would watch maybe every other week or so or whatever but i thought it was really cool that cm punk and i knew who he was i'm like oh okay he's in this new ecw stuff and just to see him teamed with dx and um the hardy boys i'm like that's awesome because i i wanted i wanted cm punk to be successful i wanted him to be like associated with these top guys you know what i mean so when I watched that and then I watched the Team RKO, I'm like, this is going to be a fun match. Because I remember I watched it once, but just watching it again, it's so fun. They get the crowd into it. They're they're pointing to one side. The crowd, rah, Triple H points to the other. Rah, Hardy Boys point to one. It just, it just go back and forth, all the different sides of the ring. And it's it's really fun. And they just, dem- uh, just demolish Team RKO anyway. But it's just fun. Yeah, and the crowd's chanting CM Punk, CM yeah. Punk. And CM yeah. Punk's like, that's me. <laughs> yeah, and he gets to say, the, are you ready, Philadelphia? Uh-huh. Our friend, uh, our friend, the dude awakening. I mean, he's always going to be called Ronnie Garvin guy, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Okay. He mentioned he was there at that show, and he was on the announcer side. Ryan Miller was there at that night in Philadelphia. So He was on the HBK side. Apparently. Would have, would have been a fun time. That's a match worth watching. Going back and checking out, especially, it kind of brought back their traditional team thing. They did a little bit in 06. It was it was fun, mm-hmm. for sure, because DX came back that sometime after WrestleMania in 06. DX kind of reformed, and if you remember, that was at WrestleMania 22. Shawn Michaels did the suck it sign in his match, and then DX or I'm sorry, Triple H did it against Cena that night too. So mm-hmm. it was, I don't know, it was it was cool stuff. I remember that kind of getting me back into it. I, with, I, with the, I got with the crotch chops. You're right. I'm like, oh, he did it. I'm like, oh, he did it. I'm like, are yeah. They, are they going to do DX again? And then I'm thinking, yeah. are they going to do the uh, maybe Billy Gunn and you know the other guys, or maybe they're going to come back. But even if the, with the Jess too, it's still fun with just them too. It's just not the same as what it was. But because of the, I don't know, the timing and the period and all that kind of stuff, it was fun for them too to be goofy, older yeah. guys. And I agree. I had a lot of fun. Glow Let's sticks. go to another uh, <laughs> another submission here uh, from our friend Gerald Rosenberg. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at IronDad75. Here we go. He says, I was a big fan of the 5-on-5 five five or 4-on-4 four four elim- elimination matches from the early Survivor Series events. In the early days, we'd get a lot of unique matchups we'd never see otherwise. The 87 and 88 events are still my favorite to watch. I even love the marathon 10 on tug matches with the tag teams, second mention of that, mm-hmm. that a lot of fans seem to frown on. Thanksgiving never feels real to me until I hear Gorilla Monsoon say, 
Hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. From the 87 show, I attended the 96 event live. Ooh, that was a hell of a show. For that reason, it's also a favorite. The Austin-Brett match is a classic. In my opinion, it's, in my opinion, the event lost its luster once it had regular matches. It just became another event. And over the last few years, none of the matchups and elimination matches seem fresh anymore. Everyone has faced each other at one point or another. I was one of the many Sid fans at MSG that night in 96. There was a group of girls in front of us who were very pro-HBK. They didn't appreciate our fondness for Sid. When the match ended, one of the girls ran away crying hysterically. Another one looked at us as we were all still marking out for Sid's title victory and coldly said, I really don't like you guys at all. Mm. <laughs> as she walked away, we laughed. And so one of my friends said he was planning on asking them to hang out with us after the event, cock-blocked by, <laughs> our, ador- by our adoration of the man who rules the world. Yeah. That is a great way to wrap up a note. So that's amazing. So Sid owes you a date with some <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to get C-blocked by anybody, it got to be Sid. It's got to be the master of the ruler of the world. Right. Master of the power bomb. <laughs> Did, does Sid have the best power bomb? Well, he was in the team masters of the power bomb with Vader and WCW. But I'm just saying, in general, does, does he, he have the best? best? Uh, I don't think so. Who's got a better power bomb? I would say is the last ride from hell considered a power bomb? No, it's called the last ride. Right, but I mean it's a variation. Of, um, it is. So you're giving the Undertaker over Sid? Okay. Yes, yeah, it's controversial. Uh, maybe maybe Nash when he used to do the old putting the cigarette butt out on the guy's back. <laughs> <laughs> jackknife. Yeah, you do the old jackknife power bomb. Yeah, I, I'd give it to Nash. He's, he put some cool factor onto it. Stank on it. <laughs> some stank on it. I just remember being when they were building Sid up, they would show all the montages of him power bombing the jobbers. I'm like, oh my god, this looks devastating. What's going to happen? Yeah, all these 110 pound jobbers getting, getting folded in half like accordions. <laughs> One day at work, this is years ago. My friends and I were talking about. What would be the most devastating real move to give someone, like a wrestling move? And one guy's like, it's the power bomb, hands down. You smash them on their back. They're yeah. done. And my friend's like, what about the pedigree? I'm like, oh, yeah, the pedigree. But my but thought I, But was I think the, you would hurt your knees if you're giving it. Right, right. That was the argument. My argument was it was either the power bomb or the DDT. Yeah, DDT because for sure. We did see what happened to Ricky Steamboat when he got DDT'd on the concrete yeah. that one time against yeah. Jake Roberts. Sam Martino was pissed about that. Sam Martino was? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was doing commentary at the time or backstage yeah. interviewing. What would you say? Is, would it be the powerbomb um, or the DDT? Probably the powerbomb. I guess if bomb. you're like seven foot, if you're a seven footer, it's probably going to be the powerbomb. Yeah. Because of how long you're coming down. And, you know, you're not a professionally trained person. You're not going to be taking a flat back bump if someone throws no, your No, I'm not going to do a leg drop. I'm not going to bust my ass just to kind of, you know, try to hurt somebody else. That's yeah. the other thing, too. Maybe a Boston Crab. You know what I think is the probably the most devastating is the torture rack. That likes to you think so? No. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got the best. You're getting racked. Everyone's getting racked. Yeah. Nikki's was Sweet. better than Luger's. Whose was? Nikki Bella. But she did the rack attack. She didn't like, it oh, wasn't yeah, a submission. She, right, right, right. You're right. I'm sorry. I yeah, take that you, back. You bite your uh, tongue. Uh, delete this. <laughs> bite your <laughs> go, tongue. Go back and edit this out. All right. With with the total package, in, or I'm sorry, made in the USA Luger. Mm-hmm. That 93 Survivor Series is kind of looked down upon as kind of a crappy one. I know you love it. I do. Obviously, everyone talks about the Undertaker moment where he opens up his jacket. Yeah, right. He's got the USA flag, which by the way. That needs to be a figure, like maybe a Comic-Con exclusive or something, <laughs> displayed in box yeah. with his jacket open. That'd be cool. With the Betsy Ross, like, 
cool. It'd be the fucking figure of a lifetime. It'd be amazing. <laughs> well, I know because, because that is your, I think that's your, the start of your love of wrestling is when Undertaker is like, no, uh, it's not my start of wrestling. Yeah, my start no, of love of wrestling is WrestleMania seven, but in but what, what figure would you want from WrestleMania 7 that you would just get so excited for? Just as much as you just did for this I would want Undertaker a, with, the, with the flag. Well, they made it. They made the Hogan and Machos, oh, Defining Moments. They made those. Okay. So those were sweet. The only thing I wish they would make again, maybe do a Hogan with the official, he did like the stars bandana, the blue bandana yeah, with the American flag. that would be cool. It mm-hmm. would. Uh, our friend Nate Drinkskirts made me a custom one, but I would like a, an official one for sure for that. Also, that '93 Survivor Series VHS art cover. Come on, there. It's Although Luger, the, the Steiner's Undertaker, about to attack a turkey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. Give it to me. That's a, that's amazing. It's got the classic logo above it, and that yeah, was another yeah, one. I'm looking that, at Wikipedia. There's another one. It's got the what is it? The Foreign Fanatics. Yeah, that was like a poster of like yeah. Yokozuna and them. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm the match from that one, like, kind of stands out to me. Is was that when? Um, that was the Hearts versus. It was supposed to be yeah. Jerry Lawler's team, but it was Shawn Michaels and the Knights. Yeah, because Jerry Lawler was accused of something bad. Right. Yeah, I like that match. Yeah. Another thing I liked was a more recent one. Remember Sting's debut at the Survivor Series? No, but it, see, the last five years for me just like, gets all blur because it's just all like too much, too much, too much, and there's it just does. so many different wrestlers. So it's like I can't tell you like, oh yeah, seventeen was better than eighteen. Like I'd have to go back and watch them all, but they're all pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I do but remember the, Sting debut, yeah. I remember we were watching that, okay. and if you remember, Dolph Ziggler was kind of the last man standing. He was getting his ass kicked. Yeah, I do remember And that. you okay. were thinking, like, oh, is he going to do it? No, this is going to be the authority thing again. Then when Sting showed up, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of how his run went in WWE, yeah. it was pretty cool. It I, was cool. I was not expecting it. There were kind of rumors that he'd be around, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really confirmed at all. So I was very much a big fan of that one, as far as modern... Survivor yeah. Series stuff. Also, yep. the last few years that they've done the champion versus champion, mm-hmm. the AJ Brock match, the Bro- Daniel Bryan Brock match. Yeah, that really, really good that stuff. That 2017 one was really good from top to bottom. 2018, um, I think, was that the one, or was 2019 the one where Becky got out knocked out of it and substituted Charlotte for her? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, so, the, I mean, that one's okay. I wish Becky was there, but 2017 was a lot of fun. That Brock and AJ just... Oh my God! It's like you see how athletic and competitive AJ is and Brock, and it's it's that that's an amazing match. They also had the Shield take on the New Day in a yeah. great six man tag match. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and watch. I haven't seen this one. I'm gonna go back and watch this one tonight. Charlotte Fair versus Alexa Bliss, and then Brock and AJ, and then I guess Team Raw was Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H took on Team SmackDown: Shane, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty sweet. That's a pretty yeah pretty good stuff there and the women's one's not bad either you got alicia fox sasha mm-hmm. bailey oscar naya but I mean, that's a badass team against mm-hmm. becky lynch naomi carmella natalia and tamina which which you know whatever but it's you're right that's that's a good sleeper pay-per-view for mm-hmm. sure that 90 uh, sorry 2017 survivor series because it was, it was, so was in the bar too is a really good match i mean all of these are good i i, I would just watch the whole thing over yeah we could talk briefly about 97 and the screw job thing mm-hmm that pay-per-view itself sucks. The The main event match, Bret Hart and Sean is the best one once it gets started. Yeah. Uh, the, there's nothing really to talk about other than, of course, it being a big, big deal at mm-hmm. the time. Right. I think if that happened today, 
it would just be a bunch of people on Twitter saying it's fake. Like Scott Hall. Hey, oh, you know, look, that's Kevin Nash. It's like, I can't do a Scott Hall because I can do a Scott <laughs> Hall doing like the where he pretended to be Cuban, okay. but real Scott Hall I can't do. Where he's like, well, just do it. Still do it, do it as Razor. Hey, Chico. I think <laughs> it was damn. a work. I think it was a work. That's how he talks. Mang. Mang. But I don't think th- it was it's not a Mang. Work. He says Mang. Well, Scott Hall doesn't say Mang. Razor says Mang. But I mean, he talks. It sounds about the same. And then there was an old shoot interview with Scott, or sorry, Sean Waltman, where he's like, yeah, I told Bret Hart, you couldn't tell me they weren't going to fuck you. You should have known that. <laughs> and, then, um, and then there was the, I don't know if you ever saw Ultimate Warrior oh, shoot God. interview. No. The, uh, war- oh, so this was way back when he was still on his you know crazy conservative stuff where he was saying terrible, horrible things. And, uh-huh. and he was asking him, he's like, yeah, you know, I think I think everyone got off some way. Too much coincidental for that documentary. He couldn't say documentary. Uh-huh. It's just something I always noticed where he thought it was a work fake too. And don't tell Brett that he's not a not a fan about that. But no, he's not. That that's one thing I always remember about the screw job is the the water cooler chat in school the next day, mm-hmm. which was just was we were like breaking down tape. Uh, <laughs> like look like Sean's walking look he's look pissed at, look at look. Hebner's like ringing the bell he's like but look Gerald Briscoe is telling Sean to be happy so there's no way Sean knew it's like look here he's grabbing his ankle it's like clearly this was not supposed to be the finish we were 97 yeah. breaking shit down 8th grade we were, we were freaking ready to go but that it was a, a big moment that, for everything that it spawned probably one of the biggest moments in wrestling History, regardless. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think about whatever. So I think I think of that when I think of well, obviously Thanksgiving, the Survivor Series. I, I think I love the teams. Like that was my main love yeah. for Survivor Series, and all the added matches. I mean, some of them are, are garbage, some of them are good, but just like the Royal Rumble. Like if you ask me what matches happen at Royal Rumble, like individual like wrestling matches, I, I mm-hmm. don't know, but I love the Rumbles. Like that is what draws me to the Royal Rumble, and the fact that they added the Women's Rumble, you know, three four years ago. Just makes it even better. There's two rumbles now. <laughs> like that's like double bang for my buck. I think there's a couple ways we can bring back the magic of Survivor Series. Number one, it's got to take place live on pay per view, mm-hmm. Peacock, whatever, either on Thanksgiving Eve or on Thanksgiving night. Like that's number one. It's got to feel special. It can't be a Sunday pay per view, especially now that we're adults. Yeah, you right. know, everyone eats dinner. Everyone's hanging out seven o'clock. I guess they're competing with football, but the games are so garbage every year. It seems like mm-hmm. pop it on. You got family over. You're gonna have people like, oh, is this this that that WrestleMania stuff you're watching still? <laughs> well, they're gonna sit down, yeah, and they're gonna watch it if you had a party. So that's number one. Number two, you got to bring back team names. Yeah, for and they sure. Got to be fun and creative. Uh, I'm st- I'm okay with doing like the main event being your champion versus champion or you have your champion pick his team, yeah. and he's the captain. And then it doesn't have to be brands. The champion of the, the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion can pick, and they could pick from either show or NXT or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just so they have their best team to go. Say, I'm the I'm the champion. This is my team. Uh, and so those are the three things I'd say. Bring it back on a holiday night. Thanksgiving would be ideal. Because I think having people over and stuff like that would it would just be a thing. Yeah. And with drinks flowing, it'd be a thing. 
Oh, team t- names. drinks flowing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everyone's, you know, you know, going back for seconds and thirds, mm-hmm. pie. Getting that extra pumpkin pie. For sure. And I think tomorrow, I'm, I'm Thursday, I'm going to my sister's house, and I think at some point I'm going to sneak over the TV and, and put on some old Survivor Series. <laughs> okay. Which one are you going to put on? Maybe. 06? Um, oh, no, 2017. 89. 89, for sure. You're going classic. You, you yeah, do 89. do that, though, every year, don't you? No, I usually do. Uh, I I do, but it's for me, like at home. Yeah, so I do. I kind of do the same thing. Like I'll I have my room back here, and I got. I mean, it's a decent sized TV. It's nothing huge, but you know, I'll put on. Um, I think mm-hmm. last year I had like eighty eight Survivor yeah. Series. Just going. No, no one really watching. If I'm walking by, I'm like, oh, there's wrestling back there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to go to the bathroom. They come down the hall. They see wrestling on. You got to. It's got to be in the main room. You got to do it for. No, me. I can't do that. It's football. Why not? The football's on. Nobody wants to watch the terrible Bears and the Lions. Come yeah, on. Some, some football fans would. Don't care. Uh, got, I think. You got that fake shit on? <laughs> like, no, it's, no, it's wrestling. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah that's the, the fake shit. She's like, no, football's fake. Yeah, football's. This is predetermined. Yeah. There's got to be some type of gap in between games where we can get it on there. Mm-hmm. But So I, don't, I guess the last thing I want to say about the Survivor Series is I – the brand supremacy thing I like, you know, because if, but they did, they did a terrible job this year, but years before, you know, they one one brand would invade the other brand and beat them up and vice versa. So that made it cool. Cause like, okay, we're fighting for raw, but I want it one bad team. Like they say four guys on a bad team from raw. They're on a team. Cause they get along. They're bad guys. They have a, yeah. They have a thing. It's like wrestling logic for sure. Yeah, And a four good guy team going against a four bad guy team from SmackDown just to make it more like, all right, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. It's too much mixed match. And it's, I don't know. That's, that's I what I would like to see, even with the women, you know, four, four matches and then maybe throw in three championship matches. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Either way, I don't think anything will ever take away it our love of Survivor Series. And every year everyone will complain how it's not all good, how it used to be better and all this other stuff and that's fine but we'll still watch it and we'll still enjoy the Survivor Series but if they take our suggestions going forward Mm -hmm. I do think there could be a lot of buzz going to the Survivor Series before we wrap up I'm going to play the last clip with our guest this was Kerry he came on he actually went to Survivor Series this year and he's also got a few memories of attending shows live he attended the 94 Survivor Series he's got a fun story about how back in the day getting tickets Mm-hmm. If you remember, you would like you get in like an order form and say, "I want this. I, this is the section I want," or like this is the area. You do your checkbox and you get back. Like, okay, you might do this, you might do that. Oh, okay. And the faster you send it in, is when you get your tickets. It was like kind of a thing. So it was kind of a cool story. Uh, you could follow Carry on Twitter at Color X Elbow Guy, and he's got fun stories. So we're gonna play his. It's a little long, like fifteen minutes or so. We'll play our little chat with him, and then we'll come back and wrap it up. Okay, and here we go with more Survivor Series memories. Our good friend Kerry, and he's in Brooklyn, New York, or Manhattan, somewhere in New York, this weekend for Survivor Series weekend. And he's got some fun Survivor Series memories, including one I definitely want to talk about. Kerry, what's going on? How's New York? Uh, I'm actually in Brooklyn for once. I'm close, not terribly far from Barclays. Yep. Um, freezing my ass off. I don't know why people love winter, but... Whoa. Really quick, this is unrelated to Survivor Series. Well, I guess it kind of is because there were Survivor Series at MSG too. Which venue do you prefer in New York? Do you prefer Barclays or Madison Square Garden? Uh, MSG is always special, honestly. Yep. I mean, I, I get Barclays. It's nice, new, and pretty, but 
MSG is a store. So uh, I I went to MSG for the first time WrestleMania 35 weekend to see the New Japan show, and I also went to Barclays that weekend to see the NXT show. And MSG's been remodeled, but I will say to me, Barclays is just it's just a venue, whereas MSG yeah. there is it is unique. It's got the ceiling. It's it's different. So I also prefer Madison Square Garden, although Barclays is easy to get to at least. Just a, a quick, yeah. quick... I, mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're staying in Manhattan, it's not terribly hard to get to mm-hmm. the Garden, but, you know, it, but it's not terribly hard to get to Barclays from Manhattan as well. Yeah, and if you want to go to Target, you can go to Barclays and Target in the same spot because it's basically in like a little neighborhood, which I guess oh, is yeah. unique. But Yeah, it's different, yeah. All right, so first I want to ask you about, you mentioned this in a, a text thing we were having. You talked about you went to Survivor Series 94, which is yes. a famous casket match where Chuck Norris was the special enforcer. So how old were you in 94? Were you like 15? What, what was your fandom like? And do you have to beg, beg your parents to go? How did you end up at Survivor Series 94? Yeah, I was, I was about to turn 15, a couple weeks shy of that. Um I, yeah, that's basically my birthday and Christmas present. My parents couldn't afford a whole lot, so yeah. we, were able, we were able to go. Um, it, we we didn't buy tickets when they first went on sale. It took we think we bought tickets three weeks out, maybe mm-hmm. at the most, um, with six row, only to find out back in, for those for all the young people out there. <laughs> back in the day, a lot of times for pre-sales, you were mailed a flyer and you'd request the price level tickets you want, how many mail it in, and then they send you the best available. You know, I guess like first come first serve, yeah. and they mail them to you. You send a check or put your credit card information on the form and mail it in. Well, day after th- a couple of days after that, I get to my grandma's house, and it turns out she had that pre-sale thing the whole time. So she had it. Yeah, that's... She didn't know anything about it. She's like, oh, I just put this here. I thought I'd wait and come and ask you what it is. I'm like, well, shoot, had you told me, maybe I could have had better seats. Well, that's okay. Although, as, as a kid, you know, anywhere on the floor is going to be fun. Uh, were you? Well, I, wasn't on, I wasn't on the floor. Okay. Were you, near, were you near living in San Antonio at the time, or were you near Dallas? I lived in Dallas, but, you know... Drove down there for whatever it was, four or four and a half hours, five hours, whatever the drive is. That, so I'm always fascinated by stuff like that when you're a kid. Can you rely on other people to bring you places? And you mentioned it's a birthday and Christmas gift. Was it a bigger deal to go to a WWF pay-per-view at the time? Because there was only four a year. So if one came to your area, you kind of had to go, right? Or at least begged to go. It was a huge deal because, you know, they no, wrestling couldn't draw worth a shit in Dallas in the early to mid nineties at mm-hmm. all in the late eighties. Didn't mm-hmm. matter if it was Hogan on the card, Andre Warrior Savage, didn't matter who. That's I mean, interesting. They come, to, they come to Dallas and if you're lucky Hogan on the card, if you had fifteen hundred fans, that was a considered a good thing. That's crazy to think about yeah. too. All right. So this Survivor series, I actually rewatched it and it's actually a decent show. I think the Bret Hart Bob Backlund match is kind of underrated for what it was. Uh, yes. But what did you think? What, were you, what was your favorite wrestlers at the time in 94? Were you, what were you excited for for going to the show? I mean, for me, to actually experience actual TV and yeah. actually you know, see Vince and Gorilla out there. I was disappointed when Savage wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, he just jumped WCW and left. Um, just to see it was like to actually be in a full arena, an actual full setup here at Howard Finkel. You know, we never had Howard Finkel. We usually had Mike McGurk, which he was you know, a good announcer, too. But mm-hmm. You know, we never got the TV stuff, seeing the cameras and the lights and the pyro. and Was Survivor Series a pay-per-view you, you liked as a kid? Did you like the team matchup? Was it a, a, a an, did, an event? Because, I did because first, my first member of Survivor Series that we could actually watch a pay-per-view was 89. Oh, that was a great one, too. That one was awesome. Yes, That's was. a lot of people's favorites. Yes, it was. It was a great one. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed that concept. I mean, I also didn't mind when they switched to our started having – when they added in title matches like Undertaker and Hogan. I thought yeah. that was a – 
a good idea too. Yeah, that was a it was kind of a big deal. I remember that in '91, where that's why '91 is one of my favorites because it was such a novelty to have this championship match on this pay-per-view and with the survivor series match i know people talk like oh we wish there was more traditional survivor series matches but i don't know if you agree with me on this it's hard to do that and make it feel special when guys are wrestling on tv every week you know like you see these all the time exactly because the old days of wrestling challenge of superstars where it was nothing but squash Mm -hmm. matches you know so yeah, and, and how many times have they, have they teamed before and feuded? Are they being teammates in Survivor Series of years past? So it can be tough, I'm sure. And you've also gone to a bunch of the modern Survivor Series ones. What's some of the other ones you got to go to over the years? Um, 2000, 2001, 03, and 06. Okay, so the 03 one... I think that was kind of the peak of, yeah, is that the peak or the start of the Ruthless Aggression era almost? And that's when SmackDown really kind of took off as being, oh, this is, these are guys to watch. Uh, Was, what was that, what was the 03 one like? It was a hot crowd overall. Um, It was definitely a hot crowd. I mean, definitely, or, you know, I remember Orton, Stunny, or RKOing Mark Cuban. Yeah. (laughs) Got the crowd going, yeah. It was a hot crowd, you know, fun show. Um, uh, I say every, every, um, the Buried Alive match, people are even into that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Goldberg match, people are into that. I mean, this is, I think from, from I remember, start to finish, hot crowd. Yeah. Now, for, for those who don't know, you're locally, your home's Hawaii now. So traveling for shows is a little bit different than it used to be where you're on the mainland. If this wasn't a pre-pan or somewhat post-pandemic era, would you have made the trip to go to Survivor Series this year? Or would have been like, eh, I'm going to skip this? No, I would because I'm already coming and going to Chicago anyway. I might as well just add it in since I'm already making the trip out there. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, we could talk a little bit about the show, which was, and happened this past Sunday, or yeah, Sunday night. Everything I saw on Twitter was everyone was mad that The Rock didn't show up. Now, being there, was the vibe people just assuming, oh, I guess he's going to come, and then was, it pe- was the ba- vibe bad when he didn't come? I think a lot of people were, there are a lot of people that were expecting it. Um, I didn't hear a whole lot of uh, people when, when it was done, they, they left, they got their chairs mm-hmm. and they took pictures of the ring, they left. Um, I, don't know, it, I wouldn't say they were ecstatic, like, hey, we saw a great show and now it's time to go home. And it wasn't like, you know, let's get mad like Philly and, you know, swing chairs and cars <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it may have been later as they left, as they, as they had time to digest it, but I, I didn't. I, I guess, ma'am, just so out of the loop, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't hear anything about them until the actual show itself. Like, I didn't even see rumors that The Rock was. I thought he's, like, filming some movie somewhere now anyway. But now everyone's saying, oh, he's going to come tonight on Raw, which is even more ridiculous yeah. that they're, they're just making things, people almost I mean, making things up. I mean, I think people just thought it might he might have made an appearance because, you know, it's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in the same, not the same arena, but the same area, you know. But they, they never advertised him to be there. But, you know, some, some of us thought it was kind of weird. Like, okay, you've been social media, memories of The Rock, 25 years, a 25 year, or honoring The Rock Battle Royal and playing all these vignettes of him throughout the night uh, to not even have, we, we kind of thought, wow, not even have a taped message or anything. Yeah, which, thought, which is weird. So maybe they will do the the tomorrow because that's why isn't like the rocks new movie something to do with an egg and why vince had his egg stolen yeah. i think that might be yeah it. I, yeah and the funny thing is when he showed that egg I, I i thought is that the prize for the battle royal to <laughs> keep the winner or something you know since you, since you already have an honor the giant trophy maybe this is like a 
a rock memorial egg or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> or the uh, gobbledygooker came out of the egg in 1990. Yeah. It was a, a tribute to that. So. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. And then I kind of thought, man, I kind of want some omelets right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, everyone, the Rock Maze debut at Survivor Series, Undertaker Maze debut at Survivor Series. Do you, when you were a kid, were you able to order these Survivor Series pay per views or was it a special thing you got to do? Did you have a, a friend that may or may not have had an illegal box? How did you watch them growing up? So, um, the, so I was trying to think back 89, we had a 89, we, uh, we were able to actually order at my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. And after that, mother's like, no, 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 we're not doing that again. It's family time. Yeah. So, well, cause it was, yeah, it was on Thanksgiving. That's true. People forget uh, about yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. Now Thanksgiving Eve finally come 92. I knew how to find a, it wasn't a legal box, but if you set, you know, the, the little, and if those remember this, you know, from A to B and switch to a certain channel, like channel two or something, you could get the scrambled version. Yes. For yeah. Listen yep. to it. So that was 92. And then finally in 93, I was able, like, we were home and it was like, okay, Thanksgiving, you can order it. Cause I like this one I had. They just wanted to shut you up. Fine. Order it. <laughs> Go ahead and watch your pay-per-view. <laughs> well, that, like that, I called my grandmother and said, can you talk to my parents? I want to order, watch pay-per-view. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you think going forward? Do you think? They should go back to like a Thanksgiving Eve Wednesday night show, or is Sunday is Sunday kind of where it's at? Well, I mean, well, next year it's going to be on a Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. That's okay. Be a little... Yeah, I I think I'm a fan of Saturday pay per views because I'm an old guy and I want I've got to get up for work on Monday. So Saturday pay per views well, I'm a fan of. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we were out up late, so I didn't get to bed till two o'clock, and I'm like, you know, I have stuff to do for mm-hmm. work, and so yeah, the Saturday is kind of enjoyable, and you know. I mean, if this pay-per-view was a Saturday, I wouldn't be staring around for Raw. I already had it where I got to go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Raw tonight, uh, which I'm sure will be fun because is regardless, I think this is something you can relate to, regardless of the product for wrestling, mm-hmm. if you're there, it's fun. It's generally fun to be there because, and personally, I like kind of pay-per-views and house shows more than Raw's just so you don't have to deal with commercial breaks. Yeah. But it's just fun to be there and to see the, the – Production quality and all that stuff is a lot of fun. Going back to Survivor Series talk specifically, one of the things I loved the best about Survivor Series was that original logo, the old school yes. logo. Yes, I, that's my that's one of my favorites. I think that's my favorite, like, period. Like, I think just logo in general that WWF has ever done. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite? Is Survivor Series your favorite logo, or what's another one you liked a lot? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... That's one, definitely right up there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also a fan. If you remember, like the SummerSlam 2000 and the early 2000s, they did that. Yeah. I like that look a lot. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Rumble, what they did for 96 and 97. I like that logo a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you think, are you, I, so it's it's kind of weird because other sports, like they don't change their logo for the, for things. I guess they kind of do for the Super Bowl and the World Series. They do, but there is some tradition there. And that's kind of one of the, I wish that they would keep a little bit of. I think if they did if last night, if they threw on the 90, like 90 or 89 Survivor Series logo on the aprons, people mm-hmm. would be going nuts. People would be trending all over Twitter. They'd sell t shirts, the whole oh, deal. Yeah. So. Well, they, they have the shirts, the, the homage, homage. Homage, homage. yeah. Yep. Yeah, they have, they have that old school Survivor Series logo. They're selling them at the shop. Okay. I think they're on doggyshop.com. But yeah, I was wondering if they could do the exact same logo or maybe tweak it to give a little modernization. Yeah, no. yeah, it'd be fun. I don't know. You know. All right. So, what, if you had to pick, and they say, okay, there's going to be a pay per view of all Survivor Series matches or all singles matches, what are you picking? Or all singles slash tag matches? 
It can't be a mix. It's got to be one or the other like it used to be. <laughs> uh, that's tough. You know, because part of me is like, if you go all singles, then is it really a Survivor Series? <laughs> no, know? no, it's not. It's like the, no. what was it, the 92 only had one elimination match. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, uh I would go, if you can make it interesting, I would go maybe with the all tag. You okay. Know? Yeah. I would go, again, maybe I'm an old school at heart, you know. Sure. What about you some, know? what were some of your favorite teams when you were watching those old school Survivor Series shows? Like, what was like a dream team you saw? Like, oh, I can't believe like Demolition and Hogan are on a team or Warriors you, you and just like. named it. Yeah, that's the one? Demolition, that Hogan, was, and I, Jake? I, I, remember, I remember when they announced it, you know, like it was Team Captain Hogan versus Team Captain DBS. And then, like, I think it was the next week on Superstars, they announced the teams. And it was like, my brother and I just blew our minds as little kids, like, Demolition, Hogan, and Jake Roberts teaming up. Like, who would have thought, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I. I I'm trying to think what they could do modern where you'd be like, oh man, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing that. Like maybe if it was like Roman and then Seth's on his team too, you'd be like, oh, that's awesome. So something like that might be fun. Yeah. It is. And like I said, it's so tough nowadays because yeah, everyone interacts with each other. It seems like, or they're always on every week. Mm -hmm. And so just, it's tough. I don't know. It'd be, you know, unless you did intergender. Yeah. yeah, why not? You know, it's wrestling. As far I think with wrestling, there shouldn't be too many rules, especially with like a tag match. It, it should yeah. be. It should. It should be anything. What about any yeah. any favorite matches? Or uh, our friend uh, earlier later today, we'll play a clip from Tony. He talked about the Deadly Games tournament and what a big deal that was, where people were like filling out brackets, like who's going to win this championship. Any other fun stuff you think of? Any favorite matches over the Survivor Series years, either being there live or just watching on TV? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, that, that's a tough one. I mean, 2000, 2000 sticks out to me because mm-hmm. I the, think they dropped the ball on a certain storyline there. And someone who did they, it for The Rock, and there was a, a yeah, well, <laughs> someone that, dropped and, a car and, on him, <laughs> dropped well, a car. Then, well, well, you know, and that killed the crowd vibe. Everyone thought that was so stupid. I mm-hmm. thought that was the dumbest thing they ever saw leaving so, that arena that night. For those who who forgot, uh, this was the Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin deal. Austin kind of Austin had come back after being out a year, and he mm-hmm. dropped Triple H off of a, like it was like a forklift almost out of yeah, a like, car. Yeah, like a forklift, like what 10, 20 feet up in the air, upside down, and then <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know the thing is, and then like the crowds, like and then after the show was there, Austin came back up to the ring and did you know the salutes in the mm-hmm. corner and drinking the beer, but their crowds just like, did you kill yeah, really Triple weren't. H? <laughs> what happened there? Yeah, I mean that's just that, that was stupid, you know. And, I think also people just didn't at the time. What I felt like people didn't want to boo Triple H. They were loving him as a face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and Austin think, came and back. I, yeah. And I thought they were heading towards a, you know, you know, Stephanie was cheating on him with with Kurt, Kurt Angle, and then China's going to come out and side with Triple H, and you know, mm-hmm. and then you know, two thousand one, you know, people, you know, for the women's match, everyone thought China was going to be the mystery person return. It was Jazz, and they were kind of like, oh, okay, this yeah. sucks. Mystery person's always tough. Uh, someone was telling me, I think um, I, my friend, again, Tony was telling me about how during when they announced the mystery partner for Ted DiBiase Survivor Series 90, a lot of yes. people were just like, no one knew. So I wasn't 100% watching at the time. I kind of was, but I don't remember. Do you remember speculating with like your friends, your brother, like, who is this mystery partner going to be? And did you even know who the heck this Undertaker guy was when he showed up? I mean, it, it took a while to realize, oh, yeah, I remember him as Mean Mark Calloway from WCW, but yeah. we were kind of wondering if it was going to be a big-name WCW star like Sting or someone, mm-hmm. you 
But we're you know we're nine and ten years old, so I mean, what do we know? Hey, you gotta you gotta speculate. You gotta speculate, yeah. and that's fun. But, yeah. it, it, but what... I remember some people kind of weren't buying into the whole like they kind of wanted that whole alliance match. It's like okay, we know we know Vince's team is gonna win. You know we're into it, but we know what's gonna happen. And mm -hmm. I mean that was yeah, I was kind of surprised. You go from Mania seventeen and sold out Astrodome to a you know sixty sixty percent full arena for that Survivor Series event. You are not kidding about Texas not drawing. So hopefully, well, no, that, that was Greensboro. Oh, you're right, right. I'm sorry about that. But speaking of Texas, hopefully, this uh, WrestleMania coming up draws quite a bit, and with even with the two days. And before we wrap up with our little chat here today, you're the WrestleMania veteran. You go every year. I know you are. Last time I talked, you were anti two day show. You're yes. still anti two day show. As of now, based yeah, I. I yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll see how it goes after you know, after this weekend. But I'm not I'm not a fan because I'm not a fan of them. You're, you're paying double the price for two half manias. Yeah, I'm kind of like and you, I'm, where it's once a, I'm okay with a seven hour show once a year, like it's yeah. fine. Yeah, and and I or even if they if they cut it back to where you know you had just your two battle royals in the pre show, and then you had a four four and a half hour card, leave it at that, and you're good, you know. Well, at least this year I, I, I saw it, those packages. They're they're providing a bus transportation to and from. At least you got that going for you. Yeah, and it, yeah, and they did that last time too. The only problem is now I have two nights to try to figure out where the hell can we find food in downtown Dallas that's not overly crowded. I was lucky. I was lucky last time I had a friend that was able to give me a ride back. We found some random water burger off the side of the road. Well, that's right. Because if you're down on the floor, you're not running up and grabbing like you know hot dogs and burgers during the show. You're 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 sitting there for, yeah, for several uh, hours. That's true. Well, and Jerry Roll still. I think Jerry Roll still sells a whole pizza for sixty something bucks. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> Jerry's World. You know, I I enjoyed the WrestleMania in Dallas. I thought I, I had fun with it, and uh, my wife came with me, and she had fun. So. Yeah. If you guys I are thinking of going, have fun. Yeah, it was. It well, was. I did. It, it was special knowing that Groman from Dallas, where they wouldn't even for a long time, he wouldn't even come to Dallas anymore because we couldn't draw to selling out that stadium. Mm -hmm. Do you it think? Was, it was kind of special. Do you think they're going to sell out two nights? Are they going to do eighty thousand each night? It's going to be tough to me. I think. Well, I mean, if they they're going to have to lower prices, in my opinion, especially for like upper deck tickets. Yeah. Well, they're thirty bucks right now. How much cheaper are you going to get for upper deck tickets? Thirty bucks is pretty cheap for WrestleMania. Well, that's true. I mean, but if, I mean, I don't, then you're gonna have to have something special each night. I've got an yeah. idea what they could do. I got a few ideas that you know that if they really want to sell it out both nights, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I can see them also making the stage bigger and blocking out a few more sections to make it a little easier to sell. Yeah, but even let's say they do sixty thousand a night, that's one hundred twenty thousand people over two nights. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So yeah, and it's gonna look good when they have their quarterly report, and you know. <laughs> Yes. We don't. So we don't get to talk about their profits and, and reaction to their profits. It's not our. No, we've got to worry about that. I guess so. I guess so. But uh, we'll talk closer to Mania weekend uh, because this year it seems like. Well, I mean, it's Texas, so Texas is everything's open. Uh, it seems like all the festivities will be there, all the indie shows, WrestleCon, all the other fun stuff. So yeah, we'll, access. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that, and that should be a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to follow Kerry on Twitter, he's Collar X Elbow Guy, and he's also got the discount code Kerry. If you want to use the Collar and Elbow store to pick up T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, all that stuff, uh, owned and supported by pro wrestlers, so go ahead and support them. And I'm sure they will have a table at WrestleCon too. If you don't want to pay shipping, yeah. just wait till then and go pick it up. But there'll be no discount. You got to go pick they it up. Definitely, we'll have a table there. They are, cool. I've already confirmed they definitely will. And Al Snow will be there signing eight by tens, posing with his head, and all the yep. other stuff like he does. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you down there. I've got my ticket booked, and 
my brother lives in down in Dallas. I'm looking forward to seeing you and everybody else. Just to kind of be like, hey, how's everybody been over the past couple of years? Because even though we had Mania last year, it wasn't exactly the same. So No, it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. And you also got – I would have loved it if that bubble burst over your guys' head of the rain. I would. Did you not see Did you not see me that first night dodging water? kept getting soaked and I, kept coming over the edge. I just I just saw that bubble thinking, wow, that's this is really going to happen right now. But it, I don't know how it didn't it didn't burst. I don't know how. So, all right. Again, guys, you can follow Carry on Twitter, and then you can go ahead and use that discount code at Collar and Elbow for fun wrestling merch. And there's – parody stuff pro wrestling illustrated type parody logos and and lots of other stuff there's a few um local wrestlers like not local but uh, the good brothers gals and anderson have a store up there so check them out as well anything else carry before we wrap up no i'm just looking forward to surviving this cold weather and hey 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 you'll survive have fun at raw tonight right all right yeah <laughs> all right gary thanks for coming we'll talk to you soon all right talk to you soon see you so i say Thank you again to Kerry for coming on. As always, I hope to see him in Dallas for WrestleMania this year and hope to see everyone else down there for WrestleMania weekend. It should be a lot of fun. And excuse to go hang out and everyone go get your vaccines and get your booster and stay safe so we can all have a good, fun, normal time down there as well. Um, the anything, sorry, the, the last thing I want to say about Survivor Series is... Go on. <laughs> I'm waiting. And, uh, we talked about how legendary teams and all these things were. Yeah. I would like, if possible, to go back to some of those legendary teams and have honorary captains for a yeah, team. Like nice. a Hulk Hogan and Ted DiBiase. I know it's not possible, not everyone's still with us, but a Bret Hart captain a team versus a Ted DiBiase captain team, or even like Undertaker comeback captain a team. Like, these Survivor Series legends to come back yeah. is another thing I think would bring some fun nostalgia, get some younger kids to go back and look at it. I, I think it, it would be cool to do. I, I kind of feel like, not that they did it a Survivor Series, but I remember maybe there was a, I don't, maybe it was TNA, but Hulk Hogan captained a team against Ric Flair. Captain no, that was like a Saudi Arabia thing. They was did it? that. They, yeah, they did that in, uh, in TNA too, but yeah, WWE yeah, yeah. did it Saudi for like Arabia. a Saudi show. Yeah. yeah, I remember that though. Yeah. But that is a really good idea. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I appreciate you. But with this Raw well, SmackDown stuff right now, uh, Xavier Woods had a good idea. Like the yeah, team that the wins, Rumble. yeah, the team mm-hmm. that wins, you know, gets to do a match or a pick of like the best five spots, like the last five spots of the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And the team that loses has to fight or draw numbers, whatever, to pick the first five spots. Like that gives them incentive. Like we have to win this because, you know, not a lot of people are going to win from one through five. So yeah, you, you want the last five numbers. So I thought that was a good idea. Awesome. All right. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on. And thanks as always for coming on and being the co-host of the show. You got and it. And hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. You too. Everybody out oh, there have an awesome Thanksgiving. Are you, are you guys, are you hosting it or you, that's right. You told me you're, you're kind of like bouncing to a couple different houses. So um, be... Yeah. Well, my sister's doing Thanksgiving, but um, our tradition is we do it in the afternoon, like two o'clock and my fiance's family, they do it later, like five or six, but I'm not going to go over there until maybe like seven, you know, just have some dessert. I'm not going to eat again, but yeah, well, I'm not going to eat a meal again. I'm going to have pie and whatnot. That's when, <laughs> that's the house you go pop on the survivor series. Yeah. I'll go pop it on downstairs. Because upstairs, her mom's like, "Don't mess with my TV. I'm watching, I'm watching CNN." 
<laughs> I'm like, why do you watch this stuff? Every day it's the same stuff. You should be like, if you want to watch a bunch of guys overacting and being fake, <laughs> and I got yell, something and yelling for you. at each other and arguing. I got something for you, yeah. They even have like little talking head boxes too if you like that. We got yeah. that for you too. And you might like it. They're kind of greased up and sweaty and in their underwear. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, again, have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone out there has a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Thanks to everyone that submitted questions. Thanks to everyone, I'm sorry, memories. Thanks to everyone that was able to, to send in an audio clip or have a quick chat with me. Appreciate that. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. And I hope you guys enjoy our show each and every time it comes out. Remember, you can find all of our past shows for free. Just search Positively Processing Podcast in your favorite podcast app. We'll be there for you. And head us follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. PPW underscore podcast on Twitter. You can follow Eric on Twitter at Positively underscore Eric. And again, the best way to support the show is to share with friends and continue it to grow. And hopefully into the next year, as we get kind of in a little bit more of a schedule and things like that, and my kids are getting a little older, we can crank out more shows for you guys and have more fun. I have some ideas I want to run by you, Eric, later, which maybe we can do, but we'll see how it goes. And this was a fun show to do. We always like doing these special shows. It was. It was for sure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. See you next week. It's the Survivor Series, the epitome of tag team competition as the immortal Hulk Hogan and the Earthquake tap into respective teams of the Big Boss Man and Dino Bravo. Joining up with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Haku, Tugboat, the Barbarian, the Hulkamaniacs versus the Natural Disasters. Team Captains, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, join up with Coco Beware and a mystery partner, along with the Anvil, Rick Amber Valentine, Bret Hart, the Honky Talk Man, the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. Team Captains Nikolai Volkov and Sergeant Slaughter, join up with Tito Santana, Laura Zukov, Bushwhacker Butch, Sato, Bushwhacker Luke and Tanaka, Nipsey Alliance versus the Mercenaries. Jake the Snake Roberts and the model Rick Martell, captain of respective teams of the Superfly, the Warlord, Marty Gennetti, the Mighty Hercules, Shawn Michaels, Paul Roma, the Vipers versus the Visionaries. World Wrestling Federation Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, and Mr. Perfect, lead team members, Texas Tornado, Crash, along with Animal, Axe, Hawk, Smash, it's the Warriors versus the Perfect Team. It's the Survivor Series! Bottom line, the skull, gold,